You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Good morning, everybody. It is uh, great to have you join us here in person, those watching online. We have something special, a little different planned for today. Uh, I'm not going to be taking a nap uh, on couch today, but we have something really cool. You guys are not going to miss this. Uh, forget this. It's going to be really cool. Um, before we do that, though, um, the video we just saw is a series we're kicking off next Sunday called The Time of Your Life, and we're going to be watch- walking through this incredibly rich story in the first part of the Bible, known as the Old Testament. Uh, It's contained in the book of Esther. And the book of Esther is oftentimes a book that maybe uh, people preach out of or talk out of. You know, uh, there's a passage in in Esther 7 where it says, uh, we were uh, here for such a time as this and such a powerful statement. But we're going to be looking at the entire book. And it's so rich. So we're going to be talking about how God has specifically placed us at this time for a reason and all of the, the uh, nuance and all that that brings into our lives. So next Sunday, I'm pumped. We're going to be kicking off starting with the book of Esther and we're going to go the whole way through the month. There's five weeks in uh, five Sundays in, in the month of January. So we're going to be walking through the whole book. So uh, if you want to start reading the book of Esther, go for it. But uh, we're going to be going through all the different characters and different people in that story and how that impacts us and affects us today. So uh, before we uh, jump in today, we're doing our wrap-up Sunday. So we're going to be sharing some stories and videos and pictures and all of that. So we're going to have a good time. But before we do that, I want to kind of set this up why we're doing this. You know, one of the things that we're really bad at oftentimes in our culture is celebrating. We're really good at, like, the next thing. What's next? Okay, Christmas is over. Uh, you know, Walmart's already pushing uh, Valentine's Day stuff out, you know. Uh, maybe you were shopping at, at Walmart or Target or wherever this week, and you're already starting to see Valentine's stuff. Cause, why? Because we start pushing, and, like, it's going to be, like, late January, and they're going to be getting that Valentine's Day stuff out of there. They're putting... St. Patrick's Day stuff already, and, and then, you know, the Easter stuff. I mean, the Reese's Easter eggs can come out whenever they want. I mean, that, that doesn't matter. But Easter itself, like, give us a chance here. Like, we're always looking for the next big thing. One of the things we're not real good at is stopping and celebrating. And, uh, and, and that's what we want to do today. And let me illustrate this real quick with a story. About 1050 B.C., roughly, um, uh, the nation of Israel... Uh, had turned away from serving God. In, in the middle of this, their enemies, the Philistines, had come, invaded, and they captured their prized possession, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a really, I'm not going to go into detail, but it was a really important uh, physical piece uh, of, of architecture that, that the Israelites owned and possessed, and it represented the presence of God. And, and, and the Philistines had captured it. Um, and it was a really depressing, devastating. In fact, the prophet Eli, or the, the, the um, high priest at that time, Eli, when he heard that the ark had been stolen, falls over, breaks his neck, and dies. Right? It, was a, it was a tragic season for Israel. Uh, fast forward about 20 years. Uh, the ark had been returned. They'd recaptured re, uh, it. But they were still, the Israelites still were not serving God. And, and the high priest prophet at the time, Samuel, he calls the people back to God. 
like to turn back to God. And he gathers them all in this place called Mizpah, and he says, says we're going to dedicate ourselves back to the Lord. We're going to recommit ourselves back to God and what God calls us to do and calls us to be. And, and they're gathered, and it's an incredible moment, and the Philistines get word that the Israelites are gathered at Mizpah to, to, to dedicate themselves to God. And they thought, this is an opportunity that we don't want to miss. They're all in one place. We can attack them. And the Philistines uh, get their soldiers and they start moving toward that uh, community, that area to, to attack the Israelites. And, and Israel is scared to death. They're panicked. They cry out to Samuel, Samuel, cry out to God for us on our behalf that God might intervene in some way because we're going to get destroyed in this place. And, and, and Samuel cries out to God and, and God sends thunder down and sends the Philistines into confusion. And, and, and they start uh, not sure what to happen. And, and the Israelites uh, advance against them and, and attack them they're victorious that day and it's this remarkable moment and Samuel gathers them back together and he said guys I don't want you to forget what God has done today I don't want you to ever forget what God has done and and he builds this monument out of stone and in in first Samuel chapter 7 verse 12 here's what it says about this story uh then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen he named it Ebenezer saying thus far the Lord has helped us. What's this talking about? Ebenezer is a a Hebrew word. Eben literally means stone. Ezer literally means help. Uh, It's the stone of help. Uh, The Lord has brought us thus far. And and, uh, today what we want to do is talk about our Ebenezer. Uh, There's a hymn that was written by a guy named uh, Robert Robinson a number of years ago called Come Thou Fount. The second verse of that hymn, uh, it opens with, I want to raise my Ebenezer. And today we want to raise our Ebenezer. We want to we lift before God the incredible things, the good things, the difficult things, the exciting things, all that God has done. And I'm going to have our, our, some of our leaders and staff up here in a minute, but when you came in, you should have gotten a card that looks like this. And uh, throughout this morning, what I want you to do, or even maybe later today, I want you to take some time, and I want you to pick one thing that you're thanking God for in 2021. I know there's a lot of things that we can complain about, uh, a lot of pain even that we've walked through. I want you to find one thing that you can thank God for. I want you to write it down, and I want you to hang this somewhere where you're going to see it regularly in 2022. As you face difficulties and struggles in 2022, you remember the Lord has brought us thus far. You're Ebenezer. Uh, that you can never forget. Maybe that's, you know, in a mirror in your bedroom. Maybe it's on the, your, your bathroom mirror. Maybe it's inside your refrigerator, you know, if that's, you know, good for you. Maybe it's, you know, next to your PS12. Are they up to PS12 now? Game systems, whatever it is. Your Xbox, Nintendo. I'm sounding really educated now. Um, whatever it is, somewhere that you're going to see it regularly to remind yourself of what God has done because it's important for us to not just move on to the next thing but to remember that the Lord has brought us thus far. I want to invite uh, our staff up here, some of our pastors. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to laugh and we're going to cry. We're going to uh, just share some really cool memories um, uh, of 2021. And uh, this is going to be a fun day. I'm, I've been looking forward to this. we got some f- cool videos and pictures and uh, um, Rosemary really uh, went all out today, dressed up for us. We gotta show off her Christmas shirt. It says, can you, can you, "It says half holy, half hood, or half hood, half holy." That means pray with me, don't play with me. That's good. 
What's your famous it. statement that you make? You're from where? What? Oh, it's your famous oh, statement. I'm from the south side of the kingdom. There we go. That's, That's why good. she's wearing this shirt today. <laughs> so we're going to kind of walk through uh, a bunch of different uh, things that we've, uh, you know, walked through this year. And we hope this is going to be an important opportunity to pause and to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you've done. So we're going to start off with some of our funniest moments. Funniest moments. Michael, you got, you got a funny, some of our funniest moments. Uh, I do have one funny moment that I can uh, remember and kind of reflect on the last almost seven months. Um, if anybody knows Pastor Ron or little kids, Pastor Juan. He's not able to be over here because he's uh, up with the kids today. He loves to fish. How many people fish in the room today? No one, of course. No one. Just like me. Just like me. It's perfect. So I went fishing with Pastor Ron uh, within the last like month and a half, two months. And in all of our staff meetings, he always makes fishing references, and I never get them. I he, like, never illustrate something ever like, get them. You know, like when you're fishing, this happens. We're like, we have no idea what you're Yeah, I have about. no idea what you're talking about. So one day he uh, willingly took me fishing. I've never been fishing before besides me being a little kid and kind of casting out with my pap, which I don't really count fishing. I was actually in the water this time with, with Pastor Ron, and um, I went fly fishing. How many people, anybody fly fish? I'm by myself. One person, nice. You hold We're on. Same you fly. went. You went one time, and you're like, I'm by myself. I'm I pro- like professional I like, fly fisher. I like flying over bodies of water where people can fish. <laughs> Hopefully, towards something with a beach. So this is this is kind of Ron's like space to just process and kind of just decompress about life. And uh, Ron was gracious enough to take me fly fishing that day. Taught me how to cast and 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 fish, but. Now I get all of his references in our staff meetings. Like every reference that he makes, I get. Ron now also tries to make to Pastor Jason about guitars, which it doesn't go. But I now get Pastor Ron's fishing uh, analogies, I guess, for ministry, leadership, and, and all that. It was just a funny, cool moment for me uh, just to spend some time with, with Pastor Ron outside of, outside of church. One of my favorite funny moments with Ron and fishing happened. Uh, some of you maybe have been there. We had a fishing event uh, earlier this year where, uh, you know, we stocked uh, the lake up at Oak Hollow and had the kids and parents and everything fishing. And uh, Ron discovered one of the big fish in the lake. Uh, like, we're, we're not getting enough oxygen or something. Um, and That's like having, cons- like, a really big guitar, not having he was enough re- strings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was really concerned about this fish, so he wasn't trying to catch it. He was trying to help it live. Um, he's so compassionate that he literally jumped in the lake at Ocala. If you haven't been to Ocala, it is not a lake you want to jump in. There he is. We've got the video of this. Um, He jumped in the lake to rescue a fish to get it enough oxygen and let it go. Doesn't make any sense. But I remember we're all gathered around the lake. Everyone, their, their kids are like fishing and all of a sudden you hear splash. Ron is in the center of the lake. And we're like, what happened? Did someone fall in? And he gets out and he's like, there's a fish. It was a big one. It was going belly up. It didn't have enough oxygen. I was trying to save it. I'm like, what are you going to do? CPR on, on the fish. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, one of my favorite funny moments of the year, Rosemary has it. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we do a thing in um, Calvary Student Ministries called Hype Night. It is the last Sunday of every month. And we had one which in. Which is tonight. Which is tonight. Not Our not so time. silent night. That's right. It's going to be a great time. Yes, but uh, so for Halloween, we had a Halloween hype night and the kids love to do what I have pegged as Calvary karaoke and Pastor Jason helps us out. He runs the tech for hype nights and he leads worship for hype nights and he went all out and he dressed up 
for hype night, and uh, one of our students, no, we. we dressed up. I was a hamburger, and he was a hot dog. We were, we were what did we call ourselves? Because we led worship. Uh, we were the barbecues. <laughs> That's, that was our traveling worship name that night. We introduced ourselves as the barbecues. But anyways, um, and one of the kids came up to the tech booth during Calvary Karaoke and put in a song request, but he didn't want to sing it. He's like, this is a request for somebody else to sing. And Pastor Jason was all in. He was all in, and he, he sang this song to the youth group, and, it and it's great. Come on, hot dog. Come on, sing it. See how you do it in dance moves, too. Oh, my God. Feel free to sing along if you know the words. I don't know if you can dance like Jason now. It gets better. Wait till it gets to the chorus. All right, I think we got enough there. <laughs> we all get the picture. We'll do that in January. Before, well, before, the, before I sang it, I made the kids listen to me tell them, tell them old man stories. Because I was telling them about how, I was like, I remember watching this on a VHS tape. Because my dad used to tape hours of VH1 so that we could watch it back again, like a DVR. So I remember watching. Like, Bob Weaver was ahead of his time. He was, yeah, yeah. Like DVR, the VHS DVR. Uh, this last, uh, Rosemary mentioned the not-so-silent night is tonight. Uh, in preparation for this, Rosemary has been collecting Christmas trees like nobody's business over the last month and a half and uh, assembling those. And she had a little mishap assembling yeah. a Christmas tree. A couple weeks ago, we were doing all kind of Christmas preparation. And I don't know, I was here late or something. I went over and I knew, I knew Rosemary, she had like crazy amount of Christmas trees to put together. So I was just like, uh, before I head out, I'm just going to go check how she's doing. And I went, and I'm, I'm going to open the door, and then I paused, because I just see Rosemary laying on the ground, face down, <laughs> under a Christmas tree, which I was like, should I go in or not? I don't know. Maybe she's But praying. I was like, well, we've been through enough already. I'll go check on her. And I open up the door, and I hear, help, help. I'm stuck under the Christmas tree. <laughs> she got her hair stuck, so... How long, we got her. Been, how long have you been laying there? I'm down there for like 20 minutes. 20 We're minutes going to get her so? a life alert. Like, so <laughs> if that were to happen again, you know, it'll, it'll sound she, alarm. Yeah, she's not, she's office. not allowed to put together trees by herself anymore. It's, she has to be on the buddy system. What were a couple other your favorite funny moments? A couple, couple other. Hold on. I got to review the notes. So I make sure I do it in order. Um, oh, so um, as you know, there was a fourth uh, pool child that came into the world. Uh, this year, and uh, I think it was last year when Nick was making the announcement, and they, he's made some kind of joke about calling the kid Quattro Pool, and at that moment, I knew that that was going to come back again. It was Quattro Pool. So, um, 
when, uh, while they were in the hospital, we had t-shirts made. And as you all know, Nick loves Taco Bell. So we had t-shirts made with the Taco Bell symbol uh, and the logo that says Quattro Pool. And then the day he came back, we all had the t-shirt oh, and had cool one surprise. for him and gave it a surprise. That so that was, that was a fun, fun moment uh, uh, for me. Um, and a third one, uh, of course, many of you may by, might be familiar with. Uh, there was an operations issue uh, last, last month. Definitely blame operations for this one. It was operations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you all remember and you see Nick, with, boom, right there. So I got to... <laughs> Jason's laughing at is amazing. Operations! There yeah. it is. Let's we always say anything in the building, we shall operations, because it's Delana's. Um, Delana's job to fix it. Uh, I'll admit that that was partially my fault. I had the idea to launch t-shirts with a balloon launcher. That was actually my idea. My but it was like was poor. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a few weeks ahead. We were throwing t-shirts, and we tried it out, and it was kind of like, oh, man, it really flies. And we tried it out. Michael hit a light, too, and we were trying it. And, uh, and I did it. And then that day, I was like, I don't know if this is such a good idea. Let's not do this, guys. And we, and we were like, no, this, this is not good. And then that morning, he just decided, he's like, I'm launching T-shirts this morning. And I'm just like, well, I'm just not. I like to preface. I'm just before, staying away. Before I hit the light fixture, I did hit the, reach the balcony. Yeah, so you was, did. You got one good shot. And then you got overconfident. <laughs> <laughs> so some of our funniest moments. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our challenging moments. Michael, what was one of your challenging moments in this year? Uh, if some of you know my story, uh, I just became full-time June 1st of, of this past year. And my, uh, my prior vocation was working retail for the past 13 years of my life. And uh, just that transition from retail to full-time vocational ministry uh, is a drastic change, kind of drastic shift. In the midst of all of that, uh, we were also planning a wedding, got married May 23rd, uh, started full-time June 1st. And then also moved uh, that same week. So kind of that transition of, of my life was kind of hectic. And there's really like five big stresses, I think, that you mentioned to me in, in life. And one is getting married, uh, change of job, moving, uh, a birth of a child, or a death, a death of a loved one. And I experienced three in like a week and a half. Um, we kind of experienced three in a week and a half. But why I say that's really challenging for me is uh, something that I've kind of worked through and kind of processed through is uh, self-validation or kind of self-worth uh, about things. Um, just a really quick story is, is God kind of put this uh, in my heart when I was nine years old. I used to uh, attend a church in, in Greensburg, and I was waiting to get picked up. Uh, very similar to our check-in, check-out process with kids. I was waiting to get picked up, and I kind of felt God at nine years old put on my heart uh, to go behind their like wooden pulpit, and this is where I'm going to be when I grow up. I had no idea kind of what that looked like. I had no idea kind of how that transpired, but I was nine, and my mom came through the door and picked me up, and I looked at my mom, and I said, this is, this is where I'm going to be when I grow up. Uh, stopped going to church at 17, so from 17 to about 25-ish, I never stepped foot in the church. I was one of those Christmas and Easter Christians. I just came in for Christmas and Easter. Um, and then 26, I committed my life to Christ February 6th of 2016, and then kind of been on this journey ever since leading me here uh, this morning. Uh, but I just want to in encourage you through the midst of all of that from 9 until 31, um, through all of the life, the ups and the downs and the transitions and all of that, 
God has still been faithful to what he put on my heart at nine years old. If, awesome. if God has put something, I'm going to just encourage you some go, people. Go if God has put something in your heart, if, if you believe that God has called you to do something, if you believe that God has uh, given you a conviction to follow, to pursue, what God speaks will never return void to himself. God will always fulfill what he said. Yeah. God will always fulfill what he has spoken. It might take longer. Like mine took about 22 years, 23 years. It might take a little bit longer than what, what you expect, but God is always faithful to what he has said. It's been a challenging seven months, but I would never change it for the world. Uh, I would never do anything else uh, in, in my life. Um, this is what I believe God has wired me for, gifted me for. Um, it is a very overwhelming at times uh, calling. Um, but uh, God is always faithful. Just want to encourage you with that word that God is always, always, always faithful. It's good. It's good. That's so good. Rosemary, what was your challenging moment of the year? Uh, so mine was CSM, which is Calvary Student Ministries, retreat. Um, I planned a retreat for the first time for uh, us to take the kids on. Um, the week of, I lost a is. bunch of volunteers. So that's us on the way there. That's me and my youth leader slash best friend, Marge, who got me this shirt. Shout out, Marge. And the kids that we took. And we are very happy and encouraged and excited and we're en route and we're on our way and it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, we get there. We can't get into the Airbnb cabin <laughs> that I rented. The Airbnb guy wasn't answering his phone. It was stressful. I had a van full of kids that had to go to the bathroom. There was nowhere to do that. We were in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but then God all, came through on that. It all worked out. God came through on that and uh, there were neighbors walking by who just so happened to have a spare key to the Airbnb and the guy's phone number, a secondary phone number. So we got in. It was great. The next morning we went and we saw some alpacas. That was my personal favorite part. I love alpacas, any kind of animal really. But we went and saw some alpacas, came back, went on a hike, having a great time, great day. We get back to the cabin. We're playing a game and one of the girls falls down the stairs. It was a girl that was a friend of one of my normal students. So I didn't really know her that well, did not know her parents. We had to take an uh, emergency room trip. Uh, the emergency room was interesting since we were in the middle of nowhere. The waiting room was like a deck that they built outside <laughs> of the emergency room. So it's in the middle of October, and it's chilly, and we're in the mountains. <laughs> we're waiting outside on this deck. She thought she broke her arm, but God came through on that. It was just a sprain. It wasn't broken. I got to know her guardian really well because the doctor on the phone the whole time. We get back. Um, one of the kids decided to shove some things in the garbage disposal that didn't belong in there. So I had to unclog the garbage disposal. <laughs> I see smiling. So I'll tell this part too, I guess, which in turn was really gross. And I thought I fixed it and I flipped the switch and the garbage disposal threw up on my face, <laughs> which then made me throw up because <laughs> it was so gross. And then one of the kids threw up because I threw up. And then while I'm throwing up, two kids come downstairs from upstairs and told me that they just locked all of their belongings into a closet that doesn't have a key. And I'm like, well, I just threw up, so I'll deal with that in a minute. <laughs> so then I'm like, great. So then I'm trying to, like, I'm, like, YouTubing how to, like, pick a lock and break into a house. So I got my debit card, ruined my debit card. Why I didn't use a gift card, I don't know, but I ruined my debit card. Called the Airbnb guy. He finally called me back. 
There was a key to the closet, so we did get the belongings out. And then on the way home, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm like, we ain't ever doing this again. Nobody had a good time. This was not great. All the kids were like, when are we going again? <laughs> so if anybody would like to volunteer <laughs> to go on the next retreat, it's a great time. That was a really good And I could really use some more adults. That was a really good commercial. <laughs> That was a really yeah, good yeah. RosemaryAssetCalvaryIrwin.com. You let me know if you want to be a youth leader and help me with these things. Jason, it's great. what was your, your challenging moment the year? Um, so uh, challenging moment this year just to uh, just set up last year, um, something really exciting and cool was we were able to get an upgraded uh, soundboard. So that soundboard back there with Matt Whiteman on, um, this is, this is uh, us working through the situation that happened this year is, is a picture here. This is Rick and Matt, our main sound guys, who do awesome. I'll tell you guys, there are, there are, uh, there are prof like professional paid gigs that are easier and simpler to do than what they do every Sunday, like, really. Um, so exciting thing was last year, we were able to get a soundboard upgrade, which was a big deal. Like, we hit the point where, like, our soundboard was like, this is all we can do, all we can fit in here, and we needed a bigger one. And it was like, how are we going to afford it? Because it was a lot of money. And ended up in the middle of, you know, everything going on this, this year, I found a place in California that was closed doing, like, a clearance for half price. And we were even like, is this really real? And it really came, and we got it, and we were so excited. So we set it up. <laughs> Um, and uh, since our tech booth, uh, you know, is up there, um, you know, what we did before, we had the soundboard upstairs, and we would, like, remote control it, right? So uh, with the new board, the, that was the same plan. Um, the, our old soundboard, we used an iPad. You could go around with an iPad. That didn't work the same with the new board, just because it's, like, more complex. Um, but it had a it's supposed to have a computer control program. So we had a computer down here and just a little cable, and we were kind of controlling it. And then... Uh, one day, I think it was in March or something like that, uh, it just started giving us, like, issues. We had, like, little things going on, and then uh, there was a Sunday morning that it just, like, went kerplunk on us. Like, everything, like, things started going to the wrong place and everything, and we did the old, like, you know, just, well, try to turn it off and back on again. You know, we did that a few times. And when we would do that, it would lose stuff. It would lose settings, and things were going to places they weren't supposed to do, and this was right before service. Um, and even that service was kind of like things didn't work right. If you watched the live stream that day, there were things that came in the live stream that weren't supposed to be in the live stream. Nothing bad, but they weren't supposed to be there. Crazy day, right? Um, and we didn't know why it did this. We're like, it's our new soundboard. Why is it doing this? It's crazy. Um, and uh, here it turns out uh, we, call the, uh, we call the manufacturer and they're like, no, this soundboard doesn't want to be controlled remotely like that just doesn't work with this one like yeah we put it in there but it doesn't really like it you guys are doing it wrong um so we're like okay so what are we gonna do so what we said is like all right we've got to move it down here because the audio guys need to hear right what you're mixing if they were up there they can't really hear it um that's why it's down there and why we have extra stuff to step over right now by the way we've done our best to kind of cover that up there's a plan to take care of it more um but they brought it down here but the big challenge part of that, too, was within one week, we had to kind of rebuild everything in the setup. And you'd think it was like, it's not the kind of thing where it's just plug a few things in and turn the volume, volume up and down. Um, it's pretty complex. It's probably about 20, I'd say probably about 20 hours of work that we had to build it from scratch. Because basically, 
the guys at the, uh, at the company said, you have to erase the soundboard, like all the settings and everything we made, and you have to build it from scratch. So that picture that was up there, that's, that was Rick and, and Matt. They came in, they took a day off of work, and I mean, it was, they were here from like 8 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night uh, on a Thursday because we had to get it done for a Sunday. Um, so the th- great thing about it is um, those guys like know everything really even better. We know the soundboard better. Um, and I just really appreciated yeah. that they came in. And I mean, I mean, I, they, like they just jumped on that opportunity and put so much into it. Um, and it was like, it's so awesome cool. that they you know, helped with, with that. It's really awesome. Dave, do you have anything challenging? No, no, it was a great year. (laughs) Curious. Curious. It was awesome. It was perfect. (laughs) I told somebody, I used to brag how I had never been admitted to a hospital before. And this year I had four hospital admissions. So can't brag on that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can't brag on it anymore. And I figured I'd I'd go all out, uh, you know, not just admitted to the hospital, but let's do the ICU for a month and all that. So I, I did it all. It was it was great, but you know, in the middle of all that, can I just brag on this church that this staff and this church is just amazing in the middle? And one of the funny moments was I remember Nick and Michael and Rosemary came when I was finally discharged after being in the hospital for six weeks. I don't recommend that, by the way. Um, you I was know. picking you up, or no, no, I don't rec- <laughs> I don't recommend the hospital stay. That wasn't. That wasn't the, the food driving, was terrible. If Nick is driving, you don't want yeah, him that's to pick true. you up. You're gonna be in the hospital again. <laughs> but here's the day of discharge, June 14th, and uh, in they walk, and Rosemary's got a sign because you know Rosemary's always got to have a sign, and then she walks with this sign that says "Let my people go." <laughs> <laughs> And I said, yes, please, throw me in the wheelchair and get me out of here. So awesome. yeah, in the middle of the challenges, uh, cool. the, the church and the staff brought me a we're great so, smile. We're so glad you're doing well. Uh, my, my challenging moment of the year, um, the last month, Taco Bell has been closed because they've been remodeling. Moment of silence. And uh, this past week, you know, God is good and grace, grace full of grace. We, we uh, were able to get back into Taco Bell. Look at that. My, we were, trip. when we, on Wednesday, we were delivering the experience boxes, and, and Nick had to, had, uh, to stay home because one of his kids got sick, and we're out doing our thing, and we just get a message from Nick that says, can anyone confirm the rumors? I've heard that the Taco Bell is open. Can anyone confirm? And we're, and we're like, we're busy doing the boxes, Nick, and he's like, yeah, we can you confirm or not? We don't text and drive, so I mean... <laughs> Hey, hey, favorite moments, Michael. What is your favorite mo- favorite favorite moments? Uh, my favorite moment. Uh, I preached uh, September twelfth uh, as we were walking through our values. The whole month of uh, September, we walked through our five values, uh, the becoming series, and I had the opportunity to speak on uh, grow our value of grow. And if I have a favorite, that is my favorite. Uh, there's a lot of value in our, our groups. There's a lot of value in community. There's a lot of value in, in relationships, and. Um, it wasn't just my favorite moment or kind of my favorite memory of the year just because I got an opportunity to, to speak. I don't, um, I don't take those moments lightly. But my favorite moment was actually kind of post-message or post-Sunday. Um, I had a, a bold ask. I made just kind of a statement of, of people um, taking an action step even before you left the sanctuary that Sunday morning to sign up for a group. 
And it's not because we want uh, quantity of people in groups or to increase our numbers, like I said in the message. It's actually about quality of relationships inside those groups because there's such value in community. Whenever you're walking through anything, any high or low of life, you have people around you. Uh, Galatians 6, 2 says that we are to bear each other's burdens as to fulfill the law of Christ. As you're around people, you're able to help support them, care for them, um, encourage them, praise with them, cry with them, weep with them, like everything. You have people around you. That's what our groups are able to do. And after that Sunday, that Sunday morning or that week of groups, we had a, a, almost a 20 or 21 people or person increase in groups. 21 people took that step in saying yes to join a group. They could have came once. That's all I asked. Just try groups once. If it doesn't fit your season of life, that's okay. I just want you to, to get connected to people in the church Get connected to people that are on the same season, the same wavelength of life that you are to encourage you, to pray with you, to care with you, to, to care for you, and just be there for you. Um, so that, was, that wasn't me. Like, uh, I'm, I'm up here looking at my message. That was all God. God was speaking to, to some people that, that day, and they took that, that action step. Now, there's one at the end of SummerSlam was all you. What was your favorite moment at the end of Summer? Here it is. Look at him. That was, that was one he of was my a, he was like favorite. A, he was like a living, breathing bowling ball <laughs> going down that. First, first time in, uh, I've been coming water to slide. Calvary Church uh, August 19th of 2015. First uh, time he's ever done a water slide here. Ever. Ever. No, it was actually the first time that I've ever actually served um, at SummerSlam or summer camp because I've always worked. But that was another really cool. It was fun. It was a fun week. Really cool week. It was a really fun week. Rosemary, what are some of your favorite moments? Um, I have a lot. <laughs> Keep them brief. Okay. Uh, first, like, one of my favorite things is all the friendships that um, I've created with these lovely people and, you know, other lovely people. <laughs> it's great. We have a whole little, like, there's me eating Sharon into a tree. It's great. Um, but <laughs> there's Scott and Jason when we were in Nashville. That was a good one. That was a good one. But it's just, I, I love just the friendships and the bonds and the camaraderie and just having people to lean there on. There you go, Delana. I forgot I put that one in there. <laughs> Sharing office with me, they said. It'd be fun, they said. Um, I, uh, I also started this new thing where uh, I think if you a started pastor, your own Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, sleeping, sleeping, sleeping selfies, yeah. something like that. Um, but uh, I started, it started with uh, Pastor Jason here on our Nashville trip. I was driving one leg back from Tennessee, and I looked in the rearview mirror and saw that Jason was sleeping. And I told Scott to hand me my phone. I was like, hand me my phone. So I took a selfie with Jason sleeping, and then this kicked off a whole thing that I did. Every time a pastor fell asleep, I'd take a selfie with them. And I got pretty much everybody. There's Pastor Dave. There's Michael. It's great. I don't have you yet. Um, I think you're the only one left. Ron, Ron, you and Ron, sleep with one eye open, literally. Um, so that was fun. And then uh, Michael's first day. Michael mentioned his Michael's first day. Michael's first day. It was an epic day. Was one of my favorite. So I had this idea to welcome, you know, Michael into the office by filling his office with 278 balloons. <laughs> I went to the Dollar Tree and I bought every pack of balloons that they had. And then I sat there for about six hours and filled them up. So that way, when uh, Michael got here, he, we, I think we have a video to uh, show here. That's his office door. The, the dinosaur tape will make sense in a minute. You're not. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
Just when he least like <laughs> So he didn't realize that Pastor Ron was in the costume. He thought that like we just inflated the costume and had it sitting there. So he was like genuinely freaked out when he got attacked he was by a dinosaur. Staring. But he that was, was just, one of my favorite. One of my favorite. He moments. was just staring at the wall. I legit thought you guys just blew up it his was dino- dinosaur costume like, you need and to left sit. it there. You need to sit really still, and then when you feel the moment's right, just just get him. And it was great. It was you couldn't have done more perfect. It was awesome. It was some, awesome. Some of my favorite moments uh, earlier this year. Um, some of you might know Karen Pearl. She passed away. Uh, it was a really really sad. Uh, time and her daughter Molly was pregnant with her first child and uh, Luke Hamovitz, Molly's son was born just a few days later and uh, earlier this year I got to dedicate Luke that was a really just the whole knowing the whole story and everything that was that transpired that was a really special moment uh, getting to watch all these guys preach this year minus Jason time will come uh, um and my last favorite moment is just, uh, for those who are here for Hero Sunday, Carlos Evans, having him here, what a, it's one of those special, remarkable moments I'll never forget. So that was pretty, that was pretty special, pretty neat. Jason, what were your favorite? Oh, oh, oh no, Jason, I'm, Jason, I'm Jason Blaine's, Blaine's got one. So one of my favorite moments of this year is being able to see people lead serve days, like just things we do in our community to help others and seeing um, people stepping up and being the lead volunteer for that. But the coolest thing is uh, we were able to do a short missions trip to Chestnut Mountain Ranch, and I got to see, like, the boys' homes, and we're helping um, finish up their new chapel so that they have a place for the boys to go spend time with God. So a couple of us just went and spent two days just working on the chapel, doing everything from sweeping to organization to just all of the last minute details so that that building could be opened like two weeks right after we did that it was open to the public so it was just really cool to you know 2020 shut down a lot of things and just to be back out there and doing these things in our community and region pretty cool it's awesome really cool it's awesome Uh, a couple of my favorite things um uh, rosemary kind of already mentioned we got to take a trip to nashville uh this summer for, uh, it's called the National Worship Leader Conference, um, which we had tickets for in 2020, and then, of course, it was canceled, and then it was like, okay, you can come in 2021, and then, you know, still was kind of like, well, is this going to work out or not, and it worked out uh, myself, Rosemary, and Scott, we got to go down um, to, to Nashville, to a conference, and it, it, was, it was really cool, and it was a little, like, different, um, a lot of times with the conferences for worship leaders, you know, we knew that there were a bunch of, like, big names uh, coming in. Like, it was, like, C.C. Winans and Pat Barrett, Red Rocks Worship, and, like, some other people that write and sing worship songs that we do. It's real exciting. You kind of expected it to go and be, like, a kind of a concert setup, you know, at a big church. But instead, it was different. They had it at a, a little bit smaller church that met in an old barn, and everything was in the round, Right? Um, so it was really cool. We were doing in the round with like hundreds of worship, other worship leaders from across the country. There were people from like California, like the whole way, you know, that had that had come. I think there were even people who came from other countries because they they uh, sing. So it was like really awesome. And um, I have a, a video of that. If you guys know, there's a song that we've done some called "Worthy of It All" by CC Winans. And where that came from was was. Uh, that song was like at that conference, every time we would do that song, the first night, CC 
was part of like the opening concert, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, here, here we go. So this is just hundreds of worship leaders, and CC Winans leading in the middle. Um, and uh, it was like the best sounding chorus ever. Just a bunch of worship leaders. Uh, it was it was really amazing and it was really refreshing, you know, after uh, everything in in the craziness that we <laughs> went through in 2020. You know, as a church leader, it was refreshing for me. Um, and and uh, I don't know. I think like between the three of us, we all like opened up about life struggles like every night or something. Yeah. <laughs> we, got cool. we got to know each other really well okay. uh, and see each other sleep and share pictures of it. That was great. Um, <laughs> Well, she's, by the way, she saved that. I didn't know about that until my birthday. And then her and Scott both had pictures. And then I wake up on my birthday, I go on Facebook. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, happy birthday, Jason. We've been saving this. <laughs> yeah, Scott said, Rosemary made me do it. Jesus took naps, so it's biblical. It's biblical. Thank you. <laughs> um, so one of the other ones, too, was at Easter. We got to do a couple, like, cool production uh, ideas that we did, um, if you're here at Easter, we did a cool thing where we made like a cross light up there. Um, and uh, that was Rick Grace was up on the ladder and he made things to help stop the lights and he was climbing way up on a ladder, screwing stuff in um, and, and help with that. That was an idea we had like a couple years ago. I didn't figure it out. And we're like, let's try it again. And then um, if you were here, we had the smoke geysers. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Uh, for you that don't know, if you know Jason Lafredo, who runs our Royal Rangers, um, those are his personal smoke geysers. Personal. Like in his garage. God bless he has you, Maria. Those. Um, God bless you, Maria. He does. Those get stored in your garage somewhere. Okay. He's got all kinds of crazy things. And we knew he had it. And we were just like, hey, maybe we do it this year. Um, and he's like, yeah. And he brought it in and we did it. So that, those were, pretty cool. those were, that was really fun. Well, we kind of wrap up, we want to share just our, our best wins, the biggest wins of the year. Michael, what were some of your, your best wins of this year? Uh, my f- kind of best win of, uh, the past year, but the past seven months, uh, goes back to groups. Uh, so we did, uh, this past summer, we did summer sprints. So we held uh, a group in June, July, and August just for a, a month or just for four weeks. And uh, we had uh, two group leaders that years previous had tried to lead groups and just nothing fit. Like either circumstances didn't happen or people didn't attend or just things just kind of fell through. And with uh, the summer sprints with June, July, August, they were actually able to, to lead a group, uh, a bonfire group, and actually lead all of June, all of July, all of August, and all of September. Uh, they were uh, super excited about just having a, a space um, to just uh, create community, to create relationships with people that maybe they don't connect with out, or inside Sunday morning, they're able to connect with them outside of uh, Sunday morning gatherings. But just being able to, to give people space and opportunities to lead if something's on your heart, if, if God has put something on your heart to lead, to kind of step out, uh, we'll give you opportunity. Um, we're going to say yes to that. Um, so just seeing that uh, God kind of create that space cool. for them to, to lead and, and lead well. That's cool. Rosemary, you mentioned Hype Nights. What was your... So, yeah, Hype Nights would be my uh, best win. Um, they're the last Sunday of every month, but it gives the kids a more relaxed kind of environment, an opportunity to invite friends. 
and they've just been going really well. And yeah, they're just they're just win. to kind of building, they're great. Uh, you know. Uh, celebrate this. Uh, Rosemary took over youth, you know, about a year ago, and uh, we'd have maybe three, three kids, something like that. And uh, she's doing these. Hi- she'll do hype nights, and it's not just all hype. I mean, there's Jesus and worship, and uh, we're hype for Jesus. Yeah, um, but I mean, we're seeing 20 plus kids uh, out there for hype nights, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So blessed to have you. Yeah, it's going really good. Uh, Jason, what was your 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 wins? Uh, well, I had a bunch of th- team wins, but I, I just wanted to share a couple, like, personal wins that meant a lot to me that were with my son, Colin. Um, on, uh, at SummerSlam, one of the fun things we did is we gave um, kids gro- GoPro footage as they were doing stuff. And then uh, during the week, this is Colin editing the video. So if you guys saw, we had, like, a highlight video that was all GoPro footage from kids. And then my son, Colin, who's, like, into uh, editing video sat down and did most, pretty much 90% of the work of editing that video, which we showed um, uh, during the week uh, and like on social media, I think maybe in our service. I don't know, but that was really cool just to see him do that. And then two, uh, I think it was last month, um, his school at uh, Hauntown was doing a fundraiser for Andrew's Avengers to encourage kids to do a lemonade stand. Um, and actually, it was Rosemary and Michael who helped with this idea. They were like, Colin, why don't you do it in the foyer? And Michael was, like, so generous to support it and was like, yeah, we'll get some lemonade and sell it. And all the lemonade and coffee that day would go to it. And I forget the number now. It was over yeah, it was over 100 bucks like, each time. So it was a couple hundred dollars we raised and were able to give towards uh, Andrew's Avengers. And I was just proud of uh, Colin for being a, yeah. a part of that. And as a dad, you know... Cool. I'm a dad before I'm a pastor, so it was great yeah, to see those. Pretty cool. Delana, this past week, uh, you had your big win, one of your big wins this year. Yeah, so every year we do our Christmas Cares gift sponsorship for families in need. So, like, parents will submit requests of gifts and clothes and hygiene products, and they need food for Christmas. And we just open it up so that sponsors can provide these. So we just play the middle we find families in need, find the families that want to sponsor, and we just, here's the list of what they requested. Here, go shopping, have fun. For everyone that loves to give gifts or go shopping, this is their favorite thing. So for all of you that are sitting here in the pews this morning, this past week, every single one of these pews were numbered with a family number, and these pews were full of gifts. So we had 46 families that requested gifts, ended up being 124 kids worth of Christmas. How many kids did we had last year? Did we help with last year? 60. 60, so And I thought that was a lot last year. Yeah, so, which the year before that was probably like 20. Yeah, so the program is doubling every year. And it's just amazing to see us meet the need in our community. And there were so many people here that were so generous and bought gifts. But you know what? We also had a ton of sponsors from our community that I am just meeting. They're not people here in service. They're just people that want to be generous. And we're working with our community so that they, both people can get help and give help in our community. And it's just amazing to see that. So cool. if you ever want to show up a week before Christmas and see this entire place full of gifts. It's a busy week. Yeah. Uh, you can do that. Pretty cool. Um, some of my favorite wins, you know, uh, Almost uh, a little over 10 years ago, you know, when Heidi and I first started pastoring here at Calvary, uh, I was the only full-time pastor here, and, um, uh, you know, was 
wonderful and great, and, but the, the dream was like, man, a wonderful effort if we get someone else, you know, here to help. And, um, and God has been so faithful and so good. And this last year, you know, we now have six full-time pastors here. And just to see something that 10 years ago I never thought would even be possible, be possible. And not just six full-time, but like six incredible full-time uh, pastors that uh, are friends. And we get to do ministry together. We get to have fun. But we get to make a difference in the world together. And that's, that's, been, that's such a cool win. Um, with our facilities, you may notice the last couple months, getting to uh, replace the roof of the family center, a metal building, and paint it. Mike, um, that's not that big of a deal. It was a really big deal. That roof is leaking really bad. It was like something we've needed to do for a while. And we're like, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to do it. And we finally got to do it and to paint it. And like, it just looks brand new. And that was just such a big, big win. And I want to close with these. Uh, over the last year, you know, we'll get letters and different things from different people um, throughout the year. Uh, you know, just sharing you know, some of the things, the impact something's made. And I wanted to read some of those from, uh, you know, people who have been impacted by what's happened here at Calvary. And in January of this year, uh, we started what Delana mentioned, our Serve Saturdays, where we each month have a, a serving opportunity out in the community. And um, we were able to go help a single mom uh, that we had helped at Christmas, right? And uh, she had some things around her house that needed fixed and updated and repaired and all of that, and sent a team of people on a Saturday to go, to go do some of that work, physical labor and, and, and just uh, updates and uh, repairs that she wasn't able to do herself. And uh, she sent a, a letter back uh, to Delena, and uh, here's just a little excerpt that she wrote. And this was back in January. She said, thank you for helping me, for caring, for being there. This is an act I will never forget. My former mother-in-law told me she's been praying that Jesus finds a way to show me how much love he has for me. And that I never, I will never really be alone. She believes her prayers were answered when you came. And how awesome is that? Like we get to be the answer to someone else's prayer. That was in January, July. Uh, we had our summer slam. And uh, Michael mentioned it was a great week. We had, you know, two, over 200 kids here. It was awesome. And uh, one of our volunteers uh, wrote this um, just to, to Pastor Ron. I thought it's really cool. Um, I, I hope you're, uh, you know, be able to take some time to, uh, to relax. Uh, just want you to know you are an amazing pastor, a blessing to our church. You have a way with kids that is truly a gift. And I, along with many others, thank God for that. Thank you for blessing our children and community with your gift. Um, we've watched today's service at home and marveled in how well planned and how you delivered your message that was tailored to children and families. It was fun, relevant, engaging, and full of love. It was one of the many highlights from this week. I pray that the children and families will grow in their faith exponentially from the seeds that planted, were planted this week. So it's awesome to hear that. Um, in October, uh, Michael mentioned we had our Becoming series where we were really unpacking our values or really kind of habits to following Jesus. And uh, one person who's part of a group uh, wrote this about those groups. I always thought that going to church was basically a required activity for a Christian. I'm learning now that that's not the case. To grow as a Christian, we need to engage and invest ourselves to keep learning and sharing what we've learned, which I thought was, man, that's, that's awesome. Uh, last one, uh, let me show this, uh, oh, well, let me explain this, set this up, and we have a, a video. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago for our kind of Christmas party as a staff, we uh, had a little scavenger hunt. I put together a little scavenger hunt, and the scavenger hunt wasn't just about having fun, but really, you know, blessing people. So one of the things they had to do was they had to buy flowers from a flower shop in Irwin, which was only one 
Spilax, uh, buy flowers, a bouquet of flowers, and deliver it to another business. That was the instructions. And you had to either videotape or take a picture of it. Uh, here's a video of uh, Michael and Rosemary delivering their flowers. Hey, I got you, go. I just wanted to give this to you as a blessing for a Merry Christmas. So we had fun just doing stuff like that throughout downtown Irwin that day. And uh, the lady who received those flowers sent us a Christmas card uh, this last week. And I want to read a little excerpt of what she wrote. She said, thank you so much for the beautiful bouquet of flowers. It completely made my day. What a special surprise of kindness. One of, my, uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is my parents were in my shop and got to witness that act of kindness towards their daughter. It filled them with so much joy. I told my kids about it. We love spreading joy, and they were excited to be on the receiving end. It reminds us all of all the kindness in this world. And, uh, you know, throughout this year, uh, 2021, there are a lot of things that we can complain about. Uh, there are a lot of things that we mourn and uh, have wept about. And they're, they, they're worth weeping over. And there's been a lot of pain and sorrow in our world. Uh, and I'm so grateful that as a church, we get to see the good that God is doing. Even in the midst of the darkness and the pain, that God is still redeeming a broken world. That God is still taking the, the, the sorrow, the brokenness, the evil of our world. And he's still pushing it back. And today wasn't just about us sharing stories. We want to raise that Ebenezer. The Lord has brought us thus far. Uh, in, a, in a week, we're going to be stepping across the threshold uh, into 2022. As a church, this represents our 50th year of existence as a church. 50 years, five decades. And, and I didn't want to finish out this year just to say, oh, we, we made it. We survived. We made it another year. No, I want to raise that Ebenezer. The Lord has brought us thus far. He has brought us thus far. Everything we've talked about and so much that we couldn't, that we don't have time to talk about, God has done in our church and through our church. And can I tell you something? 2022 is going to be a year that God is going to continue to prove his faithfulness time and time again. He didn't just do it this year. He didn't just do it last year. He's going to do it next year. And I am excited to see what God's going to do. When we kick off our new series next week, um, we're going to hit the ground running. There's some things God has put in my heart that I believe are timely for this moment, for this time in history, for our church. We're stepping into a new chapter, I promise you. Uh, we celebrate what God has done over the last 50 years. We're stepping into a new chapter, and there's something new that is, we've never walked these ways before, this path before, and God is gonna give us grace and power to do what we've never done before. And as we kind of wrap up here, I know we're a little late but uh, I want to wrap up with just one quick song to culminate today. That it's not just about our stories, but that we can turn our faces toward heaven. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there's a song written by Robert Robinson called uh, Come Now Fount. And I just want to sing the first two verses uh, together. You can stay in your seats, but uh, Jason's going to lead us in this song. And the second verse says, I'm going to raise my Ebenezer. And uh, this morning, as we sing that song, I want you to reflect on what God has done throughout today. Write down one thing you're thankful for for God that God has done in your life this year and post that, uh, hang that somewhere that you'll see. Let's sing this song together before we wrap up this morning. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to 
sing thy grace, streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest Teach me some melodious song Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mountain fixed upon it Mount of thy redeeming love Here I raise my ebony Hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus saw me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue. Me from danger, intersposed his precious blood. Lord, this morning, we thank you. God, we don't want to just rush through a busy Christmas season into another year without stopping to say thank you. Lord, we are so grateful. Lord, there is breath in our lungs. There is goodness around us. God, even in the darkness, the pain, and the sorrow, Lord, your hope is still piercing that darkness. Lord, there is still a God that is at work. God, even through our setbacks, our struggles, our difficulties, you're still working all things for your purposes, for good. God, I pray as we look toward a new year, and new year's on the horizon. God, let us walk into that year, not wounded, limping our way day by day, but God, let us run into 2022, ready to see what you have in store for us. Lord, with the power, the hope, the excitement, anticipation of what you are going to do through us. God, that even when we are weak, you will be strong. God, even when we struggle, God, that you will overcome. Because, God, there we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. God, thank you for the stories that we can share. So many that we didn't have time to share of how you've impacted people's lives, changed and transformed our community through us. God, continue to equip us and bless us that we can be a blessing to those around us. God, go with us this week at home and work and wherever we go. Let us carry that blessing. Let us carry your presence. Lord, that we could share it with someone else that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name we pray. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 